Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. This morning, you want to pray for your father. And after church, you're going to call your father and tell him that you love him. Hallelujah. So bow down your head and for a few minutes, just pray for your father. Thank God for the man because of whom you are here. The one who has cared for you. The one sacrificing for you. The one making a way for you. The one opening doors for you. Whoever he may be, thank God for his life. Thank God for his life on this Father's Day. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that your face is even the way it is because of a certain man. Thank you for the fathers you have given to us, Lord. We are grateful for each of them. Then you want to continue and we want to thank God for the father of this ministry, Bishop Dagewood Mills. But for him, we would also not have been here. We want to take today and thank God for his life and thank God for his obedience to the call to this ministry. The reason why we are here today, we want to thank God. We are grateful. Lord, we are grateful. We thank you for our spiritual father. We thank you for the father over this ministry. Thank you for the word that we enjoy. What is the word that is forming us, transforming us, and helping us. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We give you praise, oh God. We thank you. We thank you. And we thank you that... We call you God, our Father, and that you make up for every lapse in our lives. We are so grateful. Thank you for Father's Day. To you indeed be the glory. We praise you and we thank you for every father in our lives. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. It's a pleasure to be back here with you again. Amen. Hey, but it's good to see all of you. And by the grace of God, we have gone and we have come back again. And I know that the same God who has taken us and brought us back is the same one who is here. Amen. I'm also seeing quite a number of new faces, and I'm happy to say that to see you and to welcome you here. Amen. 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 Powerful. Hallelujah. Well, for the next few weeks, we're going to be discussing a certain subject, talking about it from the Bible. Amen. The Bible is our guide. Is that okay? Not what you think, not where you are from, not what what your friend thinks, but what the Bible says. Amen. A few months ago, there was a debate in the newspapers and on social media 
And the debate was whether people should pay tithes or not pay tithes. Do you remember that discussion? It was on the social media. Eh? Every day people will come up and people will be talking. And I remember that I was reading some of the comments and I was wondering why unbelievers were talking. Are you here? I have nothing to say about a mosque. I have absolutely nothing to say. I have absolutely nothing to say about the fast that they go on every year. I have nothing to say about Mecca. Are you here? Why not? Because I'm not inside it. That's somebody's faith. So that person will talk about what he believes. Are you there? So somebody who doesn't believe doesn't have anything to say. You better know the difference. Amen? And that is why for the next two or three weeks, we're going to be talking about tithing from the perspective of the Bible. What does the Bible say about it? Amen. To clear your mind and to remove the cobwebs so that when you hear people who don't have faith talking, you know what your stand is. As a rule, I don't even bother to enter into the arguments because whatever they say, it will not change what I'm doing. Are you here? You day or you know day? Uh, the way you are looking at me is like, eh, she has come again. Where should I go? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So if you are a believer, when I say a believer, if you are a Christian, then let us go to the Bible and let's take a look at what it says. And today I want to share with you the spiritual problems of people who don't pay tithe. Yeah. Because some of you are here, you are in church, but you don't pay tithe. And it's because of a spiritual problem that you have. Right? You there or you know there? Amen. Many of us, our main spiritual problem is total ignorance. You've never opened the Bible to see what it says about the matter. Just ignorance. I have heard people say that, eh, but we are not under the law. Eh, eh, please let me answer you before I start. Tithing in the Bible began before the law. The law had not even come yet. The law that Moses came and outlined. Tithing was already there. Genesis chapter 14. In the book of Genesis, where the law had not yet come. Genesis 14. The Bible says that, Blessed be the most high God, which has delivered thine enemies unto thine hands. This was the high priest called Melchizedek who was speaking. And then the Bible says, And he gave him tithes of all. Our father Abraham paid a tithe to this man of God, even before there was an instruction to do so. Are you here? Please ask your neighbor, are you a child of Abraham or exactly where are you from? Uh -huh. Because when we are talking about the blessings of Abraham, you want to add yourself. You even think about it. Abraham's blessings are mine. You want his blessings. But the things that he was doing, you don't want to do some. That's why you have removed yourself. Tell your neighbor that we have caught you. Have you seen yourself? Have you seen yourself? Abraham was there and he paid tithes at that time before the law even came to talk about it. Mm. Uh, ask your neighbor, have you been paying tithes? Exactly who? <laughs> hey, who are you? 
Amen. Now, before I get into the spiritual problems of people who don't pay tithes, let us discuss the tithing issue a little bit. What exactly is the plan? Why did God say that we should pay tithes? Why and who is even supposed to pay tithes? Because I can see a lot of students sitting here, and I'm sure they are about to inform me that they don't earn a salary. Uh-huh. I'm not a worker. Uh-huh. Don't worry, you are not the only ones who are students. There are also some here, they are in camouflage, but they are students too. And then they'll come and say that, oh, I'm not a worker. So because I'm not a worker, should I pay tithe or not? Then those who are working, you will now come and ask me a question. Should I pay the, on the gross or the net? So let me answer you now, before we enter into this thing. God asked us to pay one-tenth of our income as his. The tithe is for him. It's not yours. So if your salary, your allowance, your anything is 100 Ghana, 10 is not for you. So yours is 90. Are you there? The 90 is for you. The 10 is for God. And you may say, why? Why? Because there is a law. It's a natural law. It works no matter where you are. Are you there? When we say natural laws, gravity is a natural law. No matter your height, if I ask you to jump, when you go up, you come down. That's a law, the law of gravity. There's also the law of sowing and reaping. So in order to reap something, you sow something. One of the things you sow is your tithe. And so one of the blessings that comes to you is that no matter how greedy you are, no matter how some way you are, God has tried to make a way so that as you sow that your 10%, you have something to reap. Huh. But as the basket is passing or people are getting up, you are like, are you there? Yeah. And when you sow nothing, you reap nothing. The Bible even says that he who sows the wind reaps the whirlwind. Not only do you, <laughs> it's multiplied. It's multiplied. So you are paying the tithe or you are giving your tithe because it is one of the main means by which God blesses you. It's a very great door. It's a very, very great door. And that is why some of us, it doesn't matter what any unbeliever says, I don't even listen. I don't even listen. Now, another reason why you pay that tithe is because there is a curse associated with not paying it. Take us to Malachi chapter 3 first. You see, verse 9 and 10. God has a different view from you. And it is time for you. Are you not tired of yourself? It's time for you to, to, to begin to understand God. Take us to verse 8, first, please. Malachi 3. Will a man rob God? Will a man steal from God? Some of you, as you have even come to church, you are not afraid of God. You come and steal. <laughs> it's true. Yet you have robbed me. So God is saying that, you are saying that, will a man rob God, but you have stolen from me. But you say, how, wherein have we robbed you? Then he goes on to say, in tithes and offerings. Ask anybody, did you bring an offering today? Hmm. Yeah. Media, I don't give my money to a pastor. You are giving your money to who? To who? I hope you are seeing who you are giving it to. Then he says, you are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Continue. Then he gives an instruction. 
Bring ye the tithes into the storehouse. So you are bringing it to the church that there may be meat in my house. And prove me now and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. This, this stubborn generation, you want to reap where you have not sown. You want to follow a quintet. All you want is for people to be giving you words so that you can say, I receive it, I have it, I receive it. I came to preach the word of God in the Bible to you. And that is why for all the quintet that they have been trained, you are still standing where you were standing. And some have even gone backwards. Eh, this church, they don't gonna live in prophecy. Try us and see. <laughs> don't say what you don't know. Just give me one hour right now. Don't even start. Don't even start. But it is wrong when there's something that God asks and requests of you. He asks you to do something, and it is wrong when you don't do it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? And so there are people here, you have been praying and praying, trying to prosper, but the reason why you are not prospering is that there's a curse lying there. I remember earlier this year, we talked about curses. Are you here? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say it. If you want to fight, the Bible is there. You can't struggle with it. <laughs> you see, there are so many things that work against us. There are so many curses. There are curses in your life you don't know about. Some which you had nothing to do about. It was said and pronounced long before you came to be. Are you there? And it is a mercy of God to even know it. I'm reminded of a man of God who was my friend. He was a young man when he told me of a curse lying in his family. And he said to me that all the men in his family, by the age of 40, they were penniless, they were divorced. If even they were not divorced, the marriage was not standing well. Most of them had nothing, had to be looked after by their wives. He was telling me, I was not asking him, he was telling me. At the time he was telling me this story, he was in his early 30s. And I said to him that, hey, my brother, you are blessed to have even seen it. So when you see it, what do you do? You pray a prayer, exactly. You pray a prayer. You actually even go to a deliverance session and declare that, look, that thing minus me. Are you here? Minus me. Because many times you don't know where it's from. You are just seeing it as something that is playing out in your family or in those around you. So I said to this young man, young man, do you know, let us have a prayer meeting over this issue. Then he said, Charlie, tell the young lady to sit up. When I'm preaching, we don't do this here. Uh -huh. We don't do this here at all. Mm. <laughs> tell her neighbor, mommy is back. Tell her neighbor, mommy is back. Mommy is back, yeah. <laughs> Are you in the house? So I said this to this young man, that let us have a session and let's pray about it. Have you seen somebody who doesn't want to do something and that's you? You, you know what? <laughs> it's, it's never okay. Later, another day. So he did. <laughs> and tell me, I even forgot about it. I remembered 20 years later. By this time, he had crossed 40 as I speak. Penniless, homeless, almost jobless, divorced, 
I mean, the curse has worked out as he saw it. It is a pity to be under a curse, but it is totally foolish to have the means to remove yourself from a curse and not do it. What I'm saying, is it true or it's not true? If you can see the way, or you prefer to stay. So as I looked at the thing, because I now heard some story, at a point he even tried to travel, even in a nation where there is money, the guy is penniless. Are you in the house? Please, I need some angel police to check some sleeping people here. Maybe where you have been going to church, when the word is going on, you sleep. Here, we don't sleep. Uh-huh. So they are called angel police. They'll sort you out. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Yeah. So if there is a curse around and you know, what is the wise thing to do? Deliver yourself. Deliver yourself. This young man didn't deliver himself. Today he's an old man. He's an old man and he has fulfilled the thing squarely. May it not be our story in the name of Jesus. Why did I tell this story? Because there are many of us who are aware of the scriptures that I'm reading. But you still don't pay your tithe. There's a saying, it is not scripture. He who knows not, and knows not, that he knows not. He said what? I didn't say it. (laughs) Are you here? But he who knows, and doesn't do, is he not a greater? Please, I didn't. Say, did you hear me say that word? In a, I didn't say it. Hey, Amen. And so that is why we are talking about what we are talking about today. Take us back to the scripture, please. Verse eight. I need you to see that God was the one talking, and in Malachi, He lets us understand exactly how He feels about the tithe. And He says that if you are not tithing, you are a thief, whether you are a child or you are a grown up. Insofar as something is entering into your hands, 10% of it belongs to Him. Yeah. Hey. Maybe you didn't know before. But today you know. Today you know. And he says that, how have you stolen from me? In tithes and offerings. And we are becoming a secular, demonized generation. As we walk around and then you read all kinds of things. Eh, this pastor has become this. You have given the money to that. Please, oh. That's what, it's not your business, oh. Mm. Whether he, the person has done this or that, he will answer to his God. You serve God. And in this church, you don't have that excuse. You don't have it. Hmm. Because I don't even know what you put in the offering basket. I don't count the offering. I don't bank it. Just like I'm the only full-time pastor here. Everybody else here who is a pastor is a lay pastor. And my salary is fixed regardless of your presence, your absence, or your number or lack of number. Are you in the house? So you have not one excuse. You don't even have the excuse of those who are saying that, oh, my money has been this or that. You don't have that excuse. You don't have that excuse. Wow. So, should I continue preaching? Let me answer those who say that it's only in the Old Testament. By going to Luke chapter 11 and verse 42. 
I want to read it in ordinary English. The Bible in basic English or something. Woe to you, Pharisees! You pay tithe of mint and rue and every kind of garden herb and yet disregard justice and the love of God. But these things, these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. Are you here? Yeah. What he has there is in Kojovi. I wanted you to understand it well. What is the Bible saying? Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees. People say that, oh, he rebuked them because they shouldn't have paid. That's not it. The scripture says you should have continued paying your tithe on the things you were paying, but you shouldn't have left out justice, love of God. That's in the New Testament. So Jesus was even acknowledging that the pain of the tithe there, it is there. It is there in the book of Luke. Or your Bible is saying something else. I am continuing. You see, I need to share with you about the tithe because if I don't share with you, you won't also open your spirit to receive it. Let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse 11. And those of you giving us the scriptures, give us this one in the New Living Translation. Again, I need people to understand. The writer of the book of Ecclesiastes is saying something. He says, I have observed something under the sun. The fastest runner doesn't always win the race. And the strongest warrior doesn't always win the battle. The wise sometimes go hungry. And the skillful are not necessarily wealthy. All those who are educated don't always lead successful lives. It is decided by chance, by being in the right place at the right time. What is the man saying? A lot of things in this world don't make sense. A girl who has not gone sleeping with men, she doesn't have an infection in her womb. Then she marries and there's no child. You would have thought it would be the opposite. But somebody who has had the abortions every year too, every year too, every year too, every year too. <laughs> and then you are there saying, but it's not fair, it's not fair. That's what you see, this verse I read, I wanted you to understand it, but the King James is much sweeter. Are you there? And it says, the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, nor yet bread to the wise, nor riches to men of understanding, nor favor to men of skill. But time and chance happen to all of us. So in other words, the things that you are expecting, somehow, may or may not come. We are all here. Many of you are going to school because you are hoping that as you are going to school, yeah, as you are going to school, it will give you a better future. But I'm reminded of one of our bishops. Well-educated man. He's actually a doctor by profession. He went to one of the good boys' schools. If I call the name now, they'll start to feel proud, so I won't say it. Hey, are you there? He went to the center of Accra and was walking around. He parked his car in Rollins Park. Got down and was moving. And when he looked, there was a guy saying, park here, park here. He looked at the guy's face. And that's his classmate. Also from the best school. The best boy's school. The fact that you have gone to the best boy's school. I wish I could say it's a guarantee unto better things. But it's not always like that. And that is why God has therefore instituted other things. Are you understanding? 
He has brought about other things so that if this one is failing you, this one will work in your, on your behalf. Hallelujah. Are you with me? You see, because he was saying in Malachi chapter 3, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house. Are you here? Then he says, and now test me and see if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there will not even be enough room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sake and he shall not destroy the fruit or the fruit of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, said the Lord of hosts. And all nations shall call you blessed for you will be a delightsome land. And so God is saying that even though you may be in the kind of situation where some unexplained something is happening to you, by virtue of your tithe, he will cause certain things to come to pass. He said because of that tithe, a certain provision will come to you. He said because of that tithe, the things which, you see, some of you don't understand who a devourer is. Are you here? He says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. Do you know who the devourer is? Somebody who just comes to eat things. He says, the devourer is coming. And sometimes some of the things that are happening to you are because a devourer has entered. Have you ever put, seen a bag of maize somewhere and some mice come from outside? They come only in the night. Angel police, I told you to do work. I don't want to embarrass people as I'm here in the, house, in the room. Uh-huh. Are you here? Some mice come from somewhere, then they come and eat some of the grain. That's a devourer. That's a devourer. And sometimes you have done your best, but a devourer is the one taking your things. Amen. Then he goes on to say that they will not destroy the fruit of your ground. There are times when you have worked and a destroyer comes in. Just yesterday, I was communicating with a young man who grew, he was in my church when he was younger. And I saw a post he put up. And I quickly called him, I said, what is that? And he said, his uncle's wife, two children, and mother were standing at a place and a car cleared off of. That's a destroyer. Oh, you can't see that. It's just a destroyer. I mean, you wonder the man, what's left of his life? Where will he pick himself from? That's a destroyer. That's a destroyer. And he's saying that because of your tithe, I'll rebuke the destroyer. He was coming, but I'll remind him, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 don't come here. Hallelujah. I see the destroyer rebuked from over your life as you faithfully tithe. Amen. A young lady told a story in one of our churches some years ago. She was working for a business and for an institution and they sent her with a Ghana must go bag full of dollars to go to the bank. I don't know what kind of institution this is but they obviously don't have sense because the reason why I'm saying they don't have sense dollars were a bag of dollars then you let her go and stand by the roadside to take taxi. Just <laughs> Yeah, hey, who does that? Who does that? Yeah, who does that? You can't do it. <laughs> anyway. She entered the taxi. You see, it was she was also a church member. 
and she was somebody who was obedient to her tithing and she gave this testimony about that. She said the Sunday before was tithing Sunday and as always she brought her tithe. And she said when she was sent to go to the bank she took the bag and she sat in the car took drop in and then she took out her phone and she began talking. Reached where she was going paid the driver out of the car and left the bag full of dollars hey! <laughs> ask your neighbor what would you have done then she said <laughs> as as she stood outside there wondering what to do her mind went to her tie and she said right there in the car park of the bank she knelt down right on the ground and she said Lord this seed I have not sown I don't owe you God I don't owe you I don't owe you help me Lord you said you will rebuke the devourer you said you rebuke the destroyer on my behalf help me as soon as she got up, an idea dropped into her mind. Go back to where you took the taxi. Describe the taxi. And she went back when she described. Oh, yeah, 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 this guy. She was standing there when the man came with the bag. Here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and she said... The people had not even made the call. The man had seen the bag and seen the, the dollars and he was trying to trace her. He saw the dollars. Let me see. Yay. Christo need to say, whoa. If you had been in the car together with the driver and you had seen those dollars, <laughs> you would have said, yay. <laughs> Charlie. You start to say miracle money, oh miracle money, Abba. You start to say what? <laughs> testimony, I have a testimony to share. Hey! But God moved on the heart of that guy. And he didn't allow any thief to collect it. But the point I want you to see is that the thing that came to her mind immediately was her time. Lord, I have done what I must do. And as you begin to pay, you see, your tithe is such a small amount, eh, that it shouldn't worry you. Yeah. If that small amount will please God so much so that he will do such major things on your mind, then I beg of you not to allow spiritual problems to disturb you. Yeah. Many people don't pay their tithe because they are, rebel they are rebels. And rebellion is a kind of witchcraft. Yeah, the Bible says it. You can see what the Bible says. Some of you, this is not the first time you have heard a preaching on tithing. But you don't tithe. That's a rebel. You know what to do, but you don't do. Hey. Shabu. Are you here? First Samuel chapter 15 verse 23 says, For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Hey. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, 
he has also rejected you. Why will you be rejected by God over 10 cities? Why will you be rejected by God over 100 cities a month? Why will you be rejected by God over, I mean, oh, come on. Are you here? Some people don't pay their tithe because you want to choose the part of the word of God that you obey. Hmm. That's why I pointed out to you that Abraham paid his tithe. One of the blessings we have is to be descendants of Abraham. And God told them, I will bless people because of you. And there are some blessings that come our way because we are spiritual children of Abraham. But you know, but you only believe some of the word. Some of you only believe the blessing part of the word. I would that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. I receive it. But when it comes to the part of the word that you have to do something, or give something, or sacrifice something, or go without something, then suddenly you are seeing tutu. Yeah. yeah. There are some of you, you obey, but you are still fornicators. You have decided that that scripture, you won't obey. Mm. Mm. Uh, tell your neighbor, look, they didn't call your name. They didn't call your name. They didn't call your name. So just look straight and be smiling. We'll know that it's you. Hey. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Some people do not tithe. I'm talking about the spiritual sickness. When you don't tithe, you are not well. I also need to tell you that it, there are a lot of sicknesses. They don't kill you today, but they will kill you one day. It's true. There are lots of people walking around with BP, high blood pressure. They told them one small tablet, just take it every day and be free. You say you won't take it, you are drinking herbs. You are drinking, we continue drinking, we'll be here one day, then we'll say, oh, we were just talking with you yesterday. And, and, and today, what happened here? I said, no, 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 that thing won't kill you now. But it's still working. It's still working. Hey, the church is quiet again. You're annoyed with me, but what I'm saying is true. Take one small tap. You can't believe that your future is affected by. You see, the tap is so. Have you seen the BB tap before? It's so small. It's smaller than half a groundnut. And so when you are going to take it, it's like, oh, how can this half a groundnut change anything? If you like, the agora. <laughs> a lot of people that we hear that, oh, hey, we were talking with him and he just said, oh, it's all stubbornness, rebellion. Oh, stubbornness. Hey. Shababo. Are you there? When you finish, then you'll be sending me texts that I should pray. <laughs> it's true. I got a text. I was in Singapore minding my own business. <laughs> Hi, mommy. <laughs> then I got a text. Pray for my father. He's dying. I said, what's wrong? Then he said, oh, this and this. I said, has your father been doing what the doctor said? They said, no. <laughs> Everything they said you should do, he didn't do. It's only that I like the person. I can make a chance and say, I won't pray. This is foolishness. I won't pray. Ah, you have decided you want to die. Why should I pray? No, but you see, it's from the selective obedience. That's what I'm trying to let you see. Some of us, we want to believe this part. So we believe the part of the Bible that says salvation. But we don't believe the part of the Bible that says do this or do that. I'm telling you something. The reason why when people like Nam uh, 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 One go down, the reason why Christians are inside and have lost money is because of the disobedience to this. Today they say another one has come. It is called Loom. 
Let me tell you something. As for this one, I will insult you. Let me go up to the pulpit. So you know I insulted you from the pulpit. Hey. Whatever they call it, and they say bring this, and you will receive it times that. And you're also going, you are a fool. There's no description. No, you are a greedy, greedy fool. Hey. As for this one, they have insulted you. Mm. I've insulted you. You were here. You lost money. What was the Sunyani one? DK, what? DKM. You lost money. Out of your greed, instead of paying your tithe, you went to do DKM. You saw it go down. You didn't learn. When we finished, then you went to South Service and Loans to Nofuono. Oh, the one that went after. They didn't descend cry. I've forgotten. Noble dream. Keep dreaming. Don't answer. Don't look at scripture. Keep dreaming. That one too, you lost money. Still, I went here. After that, who came? Men's God. They say, ask for this one. Even, even, yes. Even ordinary men. Even Bank of Ghana was telling you that this thing, watch out. But you, you couldn't. Are you here? That one to you lost money. Shame on you. Shame on you. The reason why you lost money is because you don't believe the God that you claim to serve. He also has financial principles. And he says that if you want to do well financially, bring your offering, bring your tithe, and test me and see. You would rather go giving your money. Oh, you are a fool. That's what that one. I will not say it. Eh, but pastor, you are saying it now because really eh, loom has come. Let me tell you, if you enter, you are a fool. Let me just tell you. No, no, no. You would have thought you would have thought after all the things I've called that people are not inside. Eh, where is Pastor Ashon? He should come. What, he is going and coming. Was there not one of our pastors who put his name in that thing? Tell him I said he's a fool. I'm not on that page. Tell him I said he's a fool. Foolish boy. Foolish boy. He will not take his Bible, hold it, and preach. This one is a book by Bishop Dark. Scriptures in Kwanda Womb. Talking to you, and he says, Why non tithing Christians become poor? If you are a non tithing Christian, I came to inform you today that poverty is looking for you. It's looking for you. And how tithing Christians can become rich? It's a book. Full of scriptures and explanations. If I were to bring it to you, you'd be giving me excuses. I'm finishing. I have to close. I was saying cry. Hey! Hmm. Are you here? No, if you are a Christian, decide to be a Christian. Are you understanding me? You see, some of you feel that, oh, it's just work. If I work hard, I have money. Work hard for only one reason. Work hard only because you are a child of God and you don't want people to insult God. But you are not working hard to become rich. Your salary, what is it doing for you exactly? You want to be rich on your salary? Please don't let me start. Don't let me start. If it was only hard work that made a man rich, Ghana's farmers should be just wealthy. They should have a lot of money. Yeah, before I became a full-time pastor, I used to live with them and work with them. And I tell you, hard work be what? Some of them, they were out of their homes for three months. They would not sleep in their bed, working on a farm to eke out a living. 
Are you here? I'm reading a scripture. Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord giveth thee. And for those of you who want to remind me that it's in the Old Testament, let me read it to you in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 6. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, commandment with a promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. When you see somebody there who is not doing well, often there's a father who has not been honored. And you may say, what is the honor? I can call my father and say that I love him and that is honor. Maybe so. But let me show you how God the father, who is the father of all of us, what he says about honor. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 9. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruit of all thine increase. Whatever arguments that you have, because some of you like arguments, I have taken this scripture from the book of Proverbs that you have been reading and believing. It says that if you want to honor God, pay your tithe. Pay your tithe. If you want to honor God, honor him with your substance, with what you have, and with the first fruits of your increase. Instead of asking dead questions, should I pay on the net or on the gross? Should I pay on my... You'll be there asking me questions. If I were you, I would just give my tithe and believe God. Stand to your feet. We'll continue next week. Hallelujah. I want you to just bow down your head. Some of us, we have repentance to give God right now. Yeah, because you have discovered that you are a thief and an armed robber as far as heaven is concerned. I want you to bow down your head and begin to pray. Bow down your head and begin to pray. Ask the Lord to forgive you for your rebellion and your stubbornness. Maybe you didn't know, so yours, you just say, Lord, forgive me my ignorance. Because ignorance of the Lord does not make you innocent. So you just want to say, Lord, forgive me. Talk to the Lord for a few minutes. And begin to change your mind. Whether you are a student or a child, I know children who pay their time. Lift up your voice just for a few minutes. Ask God to forgive you for the sin of witchcraft. Ask Him to forgive you for greed and the things that have stopped you from paying your time. Lord, forgive us. Lord, forgive us. And now ask Him for the grace to pay your tithe always. Ask Him for that grace. Ask him for that grace. It's time to pray, not to Father, we ask you to forgive us 
forgive us for the times that we have known what to do and we have not done it. Forgive us for being thieves and armed robbers, taking away your time. We are sorry. We repent of this behavior, Lord. We declare that we will not go this way again, oh God. Jesus, but that we will do as you have asked us to do. Thank you that you are God who forgives and you give us another chance. We thank you. We bless you, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed this afternoon, I want to invite you here to give your life to Jesus. You see, for some of us who are here, it's not an issue of tithing. It's an issue of your life. Whether your life belongs to Jesus Christ or your life belongs to the devil, there are only two choices. There are only two possibilities. When you die, you are either on your way to heaven or you are on your way to hell. Only two possibilities. No fence in between. And so as you are here this afternoon, you need to be able to answer that question. When my life ends, am I going to heaven? If your answer is yes, you thank God. If your answer is no or your answer is I don't know, then you are the one I'm speaking to this afternoon. And you are the one I'm inviting to come and give your life to Jesus Christ. Because Jesus said that he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. And nobody comes to, the Lord, to, the, to God the Father except through him. He says, except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. And so this afternoon, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want you to consider your situation. And I want you to make a decision to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you are not sure, or if the answer is no, you are here, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Just lift up your right hand. It's just by one prayer. God bless you for your hands all over the room. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's just by one prayer to receive Jesus. Just by one prayer. If your hand is lifted up, I want you to step out and come to me. Don't let pride keep you and take you to hell. Just come. Your hand is lifted up. Step out of where you are. Just come. We're coming to pray that prayer together. God bless you, my brother. As you have come as the first one, may God hurry up and answer you when you talk to him and when you call. God bless you. Step out and come. 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 God bless you. Step out. Just step out. Step out and come. Who is calling you? Step out and come. pray with those standing in front but I want to give two minutes to somebody who is standing in the congregation your heart is beating that's a sign that God is giving you that it is not well with you your name is not in the Lamb's book of life and so if as you are standing there right now your heart is beating and you are saying let us hurry up and finish then I'm talking to you and I'm saying that God is calling you that's why your heart is beating those of us who know that our names are written there's no beating in our heart you have one more minute. Step out and come. 
you are standing with your friends and you are thinking my friends will laugh all of you are probably on your way to hell you better turn around and come decide that you won't go with them step out and come step out and come god bless you god bless you step out and come step out step out and come I want you to lift up your two hands as a sign of your surrender to Jesus. And I want you to pray this prayer after me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I, come to you today I come to you today as a sinner. As a sinner. Please, wash me Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. In the blood of Jesus. Cleanse, me Cleanse me from my sins. From my sins. Please write my name. Please write my name in the book of life. In the book of life. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. From today. From today. From today. From today. From today. From today. You are my savior. You are my savior. And you are my lord. And you are my lord. I thank you. I thank you for saving me. For saving me in Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Father, I thank you for each one standing here this afternoon. Watch over them. Keep them. Preserve them. May they never go back on their decision to give their lives to you. Father, some of them are with friends who are evil. Draw them out of those friendships in Jesus' name. Some of them are from places, oh God, where covenants have been spoken. Evil covenants have been spoken over them. Lord, this afternoon I break those covenants over their lives in Jesus' name. And I release them to follow you and to prosper. May they always be tithers and may they always do well. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDRC. God richly bless you.